right. Um, hello, everybody. Welcome back to another podcast episode of The Silence That Tolls. Uh, once again, uh, it is Thursday, or allegedly, suppo- hopefully this goes out on a Thursday, so meaning we are here with other people. You don't have to listen to just me. Uh, today, we are here with two members of the uh, varsity golf team for American High School. We have uh, Krish Kumar. Hi, guys. And then uh, we have Nisha Sharara. Hello. <laughs> And uh, yeah, this will just be a nice uh, informal type of interview almost. Uh, I'll ask questions and whatever sparks the discussion, we can go on that tangent. Sound good? Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, Krish, uh, we can start with your question. You asked, uh, you know, you're, we were talking right before this about uh, how six months have just flown by. And uh, you asked me how much golfing I've been doing, to which I said, none. I haven't actually gone to the range and hit a ball <laughs> since the uh, season ended. Um, what are you guys? Uh, I usually go to the range like twice a week, usually like Mondays and Thursdays, because that's when my mom's off so I can take her car. But yeah, I just hit, you know, 100 balls, come back, nothing special. Haven't played a course in a really long time. Oh, boy. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'm in the same place as, oh, sorry, go ahead. Okay, I'm in the same place as Keshav. I haven't gone and hit a ball. Well, I haven't even touched my clubs. Mm-hmm. That's interesting because we all paid like $250 to be on the team for like everything and Winnegar hasn't gotten back to me on wh- where that money's going. Yeah, no, he hasn't either. In six months, it's crazy. Like we played what, two games? Mm-hmm. Maybe three? And then Did just ended. play with other schools or was it just among us? I'm pretty sure we played two games with like other schools. Probably. Yeah, the funniest thing to me is, you know, I have a, you know, I have a six period Millard, right? So he plays Holcomb's videos and I see Holcomb in the golf jersey. We were supposed to get, <laughs> oh my God. Did we, did we get jerseys this year? I can't remember. No, not yet. This is from last year and you're wearing the one from our freshman year. Ah, dude, that's so funny. Oh yeah. We, we, we low-key got scammed. But... We're still waiting on the tailor-made caps from last year. Oh yeah. We're still waiting on the caps. <laughs> did we order women's caps? <laughs> oh guys, I regret to announce that without the golf team's contribution this year, um, Shaker's Pizza will be going out of business. Oh, yo, 100%. <laughs> Shaker's is going. We were like half their income. <laughs> it's actually pretty popular. I was like, I was uh, talking to like uh, some other people and I was like, yeah, you know, like as in the usual golf thing, like, uh, ha, ha, like Shaker's is, ha- you know, we're half of Shaker's business. And then one, you know, someone there was like, I actually really like Shaker's. I go there pretty, pretty regularly. And I was like, because it seems so shady and run down from the outside. I would have never just, thought it was like that. Well, I smell of weed when we go there. Every <laughs> year we've gone there, there's always some dude, like, passed out. Yeah. Shakers are good fits. Fun though. All right. I think a question that everyone wants to know. Do you consider golf a sport? Yes or no, and why? Hmm. Definitely not a sport in terms of its connotation. Right, not many people play golf, right? And defi- uh, in general, the connotation around sports is that hey, they're high or fast-paced. You know, lots of lots of exercise, lots of it's 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 just like sport. When you think about sports, right, you think about stuff like basketball, about soccer, about what like tennis, things that really involve a lot of running around and competition. And that's where golf is different, right? Sure, golf isn't like for a short period of time, like really high pay- fast-paced. But it's, it goes on for much longer, 
right? Like I have 18 holes. You can, those can easily go on for like six, seven, maybe eight hours, right? Yeah, it takes all day for one And sure, it's relatively slower and less um, physically demanding. But like just the other, or like not the other day, this was six months ago. <laughs> I went with my uncle and we played 18 holes somewhere. I forgot where, but you know, after, at the end of the day, I looked at how much I'd walked and it was like 12, 13 miles, right? Yeah. So at the end of the day, sure, it's not as fast, but you do, it's like slow and steady, right? And you're not just walking by yourself, right? You have like 30 pounds on your shoulders and, you know, you have these awkward shoes where yeah. you can't like step on hard surfaces <laughs> or like the spikes are going to bend or come off or something like that. But yeah, to all those listening, I'm referring to cleats. Golf has some form of cleats. It's, they're different from the traditional cleats, but they're definitely like, they're definitely like spiky yeah. and they get the job done. 100%. Nishesh, what about you? Uh, I absolutely agree with Krish, but like <laughs> my stance on this is from an undergraduate perspective, it is a sport. <laughs> it, <laughs> like, I think one of the main reasons a lot of us joined was just to show colleges that, oh, we have sport, we're doing sport, we're committed to sports. So something like that. But yeah, Krish is right. You do get a lot of walking done. It's slow and steady. It's not like basketball scoring every like, well, exerting yourself literally every second. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of fine details that you have to take care of, but it does require skill. And if you look at it from that perspective, I believe it is a sport. Mm-hmm. And definitely one more thing that's different between golf and other sports is, is the sense of competition, right? In basketball, there's not much camaraderie, right? Like you're just focused on, you know, making that next shot, making the next point, you know, how do I get around this guy, right? In golf, it's, it's much, it's much more, uh, it's, it's, calmer right you get to actually talk and interact with people you get to know them better right because there's not you're not like directly competing with them like hey i need to score under you no it's not like that right you're fine with whatever score you get you just like to spend time with that person and that's why golf is in my opinion like one of the best sports out there sure it's different but it's unique in its own way yeah no i agree i uh i remember i think i remember we we did play a game um with I think it was mission question mark I'm pretty sure I have a feeling mission hills mission. Uh, no we played against like mission oh oh against team. mission okay and I remember like it, I think it was our first game or something and I wasn't for you know nor uh, I got placed in like like one of the like the last group like group six or group five or something on my mm-hmm. own and instead of like you know complaining or like you know being nervous I actually enjoyed that game more like it was one of my favorite yeah. games of all time just because I was able to sit there mm-hmm. and I talk to this mission kid you know we we're sitting there talking about like it's like calc class or no this was last year yeah this was last year <laughs> last school year, yeah so we're sitting there talking about like his calc class and he's like showing me his project and you're right it is what golf is not like more of like a oh hey i'm with my team like you know my like i'm you know my team and i are working together mm-hmm. together to this goal well that is there to some degree it is more of like hey i'm doing this on my own for myself and i'm interacting with the people who are doing the same thing and yeah i think uh I think golf is more of like a club thing than like you know than mm-hmm. a than a team thing. If you understand what I'm saying, it's yeah, more you like definitely a... go to the clubhouse with not with the mentality not with the mentality that hey, I'm gonna beat someone, right? Yeah, I'm gonna show them who's boss, right? I'm gonna show them that I'm better at this sport than them. No, you just go to connect with the other person. You go to learn more about them, and and definitely like you also go there to learn more techniques because, like literally every single person out there chips in a different way, yeah, <laughs> right. And we all chip horrifically. So whenever we go, we try to 
copy the other person and see what they're doing because maybe yeah. that might help us right yeah, there's always this strive to to somehow practice or be better and practice at the sport instead of being better than the other person yeah right you learn from them yeah and then from that perspective like say in other sports there's always like a certain technique to do something in golf that's not really the case you just do whatever works for you your swing is unique to you it's not really the same as anybody else's yeah there's a certain format you follow but you adapt your swing to that certain format but it's still different and same with like chipping putting and all that stuff mm -hmm. i think it, i think it can be most easily seen in like the nine miles of ball flight which is like you, know, you can all hit a ball you can all hit a ball but then there's like you know do you hit it left and then curve it back you can you know, mm -hmm. hit it right curve it back left that's pretty it's a you know golf is golf is literally for yourself like it is for yourself and i think that's one of the most interesting things about it um, mm -hmm. okay um the other question i had was uh oh okay what are your thoughts on this so um a lot of people you know of course you, we've all heard the the golf is a sport going back to that another argument i hear against it is like Oh, golf isn't a sport because there's nothing physically demanding about it, which I I'm okay with. If you want to make that claim that like, uh, the I can prove you wrong <laughs> right now. Uh, M Val's last year, someone literally fainted because of exhaustion, right? Like it's a sport. Come on. Like if, speaking of physically exhausted, physically demanding, like golf does like not in a traditional sense, but like, you really have to endure through many things. Like you're also, you know, outdoors and this grassy, you know, deadlands, like what was that one course? It was this one course in Pleasanton that we went to for Bells last year. I know which it was like talking. really hot and humid and, and you know, you're spending five, six hours out there, right? And it's not like you're close to a clubhouse often where you can just go and like get like a bottle of water or something, right? Oftentimes these courses can take you like miles out. 100%. So it definitely is exhausting. And, you know, the guy fainted. There's your proof that it it really undermines that argument there. I think a lot of golf is, like, mental. I think the big thing is, like, mental. Like, I think golf, you know, I, of course, you know, I, I haven't really tried many sports besides golf. But I think golf is, like, one of the most mentally weathering sports. Like, I remember when I first started playing golf, like, way back in, like, second grade or whatever. Mm -hmm. My Like, form wasn't something I cared about. But the first time, like... The first time I played a course, the sheer just thinking about like the sheer number that lay like number of miles that had to hit ahead of me, or like if you're doing badly, mm -hmm. it's so easy to get into that rut of like, okay, I'm doing badly, I'm doing badly, I'm doing badly, and then now you're like stuck in like this pit for the next four hours of like, mm -hmm. you know, just hitting horribly and like holding yourself to that standard. Mm -hmm. And that. yeah, I agree because golf, just in general, has so many different components to it. Right? Like there's so many different things that you can blame if something goes wrong, right? In basketball, it's either, oh, this ball is flat or it's overinflated. That's it, right? In golf, you know, your, your shaft might be a different flex. You know, your grips might be worn. Your glove might be worn. You know, your, your shoes might not be on right. Your shoelaces might be untied. You know, what else? Like your clubs, your, the ball and the ground conditions. Oh there's God. so many excuses and there's so many different factors that go into your swing. And I believe that is definitely one part of why you say it's it's mentally demand or mentally challenging, right? Because you have to sift through all of these different factors and find what's really affecting you. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, uh, 
Uh, do you mind if I talk about the the shaft thing real quick? Oh, oh yeah, I'm ready to talk about that. Oh, I actually you, you want, have a story. Yeah. Oh yeah. So actually, do you want to explain to the audience why we're talking about this in the first place? Okay. So um, basically, there's this con. Okay. So uh, as Chris was just talking about, there's like dozens of factors. Like golf is one mm-hmm. of those sports that's like overly customizable. Like every single thing has its own option, mm-hmm. and there's certain times where conditions aren't even in your factor, like ground conditions. Yeah. Some of them is like you have different parts of the golf club. You have like the there's something called the shaft, which is like the main metal rod in between where you hold it, where the actual impact is. And depending on like your age or your preference, uh, they have a different flexibility. So you can go from like extra stiff to like, you know, extremely like flexible. Mm-hmm. And um, Chris, you want to take us from there? Yeah, so basically the, the shaft is is the part between the grip and the club head. And depending on it, generally you're recommended a shaft dependent on your swing speed. Right. If you swing faster, they recommend stiffer, cl- stiffer shafts. Or if you swing slower, they recommend more flexible shafts. So in golf, there's this range between senior flex and extra stiff, as far as I know. And senior flex is basically for for generally older adults who who can't swing that fast, and that's why you know it's it's a lot more flexible. And for a period of time, I also had senior flex shafts because they were recommended to me as a beginner where, you know, my swing speed wasn't very fast and they, at first they helped, but soon, you know, my swing speed increased as I practiced and the, the shaft began to flex much more than we anticipated it would. And like everyone on, on the varsity team has, has seen my, has seen the Nishesh actually has the driver from that set at the moment right now. And it is nearly impossible to hit for us given our skill level at this point. So, um, yeah, I went to the shop and I asked them how much it would cost for me to replace the the shafts. And you know, he gave me some some number because it included labor, and I also needed to get my grips replaced at that point. And he gave me some like really high number, which was worth more than the clubs themselves. <laughs> so I decided to go and you know just start looking for a new set of irons. And you know, it took me a good like year, uh, half a year to year to find find a good deal online. Right, I was. It's like OfferUp. I used to use Leco, but then like I believe they merged with OfferUp or OfferUp bought them or something. But yeah, I found these irons, and they're great M2 irons. Yeah. Right. And stiff shafts finally, and they're great. I got like five or no four through eight irons, and so they work fine now. But then I realized that these are the 2017 models, and well, the listeners won't be able to see this, but you guys can the uh face starts to cave in on these oh, yeah. because that. there's this design flaw they have these things called face slots uh-huh. and what they do in these face slots is they literally cut a cut a hole through the size of the face to save weight right and that like really 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 um compromises the structural integrity oh. so you know <laughs> it started to cave in or I bought when I when I got them here it started to cave in so I'm here thinking okay OfferUp has a a two two day um not a warranty but two day return policy right that's what they're called right so if you get your product and if it's damaged not as expected you can return it in two days so I thought hey this is a great opportunity tailor-made warranties are two years long I went to Dick's Sporting Goods right and I knew this was a long shot, but I went there like literally the day of or the day after I received them, the clubs, and I asked them to contact TaylorMade and ask them what they could do about my clubs. And I told Dix that I bought them 
a year ago and I'm the original owner, which I'm not. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But they took a look at them and actually they got back to me last Thursday and they said that TaylorMade looked at the situation of the clubs. They're familiar with the, um, with the, the defect and the issue. And that's why in 2019 clubs, these face slots don't exist anymore, right? So they fixed the issue. So TaylorMade got back to me and they're replacing my set of irons for free under warranty. Let's go. So I'm basically getting, you know, a six, $700 set of irons new for 200 used. So yeah, one of the best deals there in golf right there. Amazing. (laughs) I think that's another thing, like golf's pricing is at, it's actually kind of, it's really exorbitantly annoying. It is. Oh yeah, talking about pricing, that's basically the reason why I have Chris's senior flex driver. I was way (laughs) too like, for me, it wasn't worth it to go and buy a $200 driver. So I was like, hey, Chris, I'll just use yours. And now during games, Whenever Keshav or Krish are used are nearby, I, I always like borrow their driver because mine doesn't work. <laughs> so I just hit with theirs. And it, like I always do good when I hit with theirs, but then when they're not there, I usually shoot double par just because of my driver. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially, I think it's also an issue with like we always put longer holes. Like, yeah, the only like if we played Mission Hills or something, that was our home course, wouldn't matter. Sky West, though, Sky West, you don't have a Sky good driver. West. Oof. I yeah, and that's one of that's one of the reasons why the used golf club market is is so you know prevalent in this industry right because it's not just whether or not you know you like your clubs or you grow out of them it's that people's swing or people's swings like they're just their styles change so often like you know you're you might prefer these heads or you want like thicker grips or something and then Oftentimes, the only way to, to fix that issue is, or like the cheapest or most efficient way to fix that issue is to just, you know, switch or switch your clubs with other ones, right? You can sell these and buy another set. And what's great about golf is that depreciation isn't actually very high on golf clubs, right? Like I could probably sell the clubs I have right now at a similar price to what, they, what I bought them for, right? Yeah. And so that really allows you to just mix and match your clubs with other people's and find what really fits with you. Okay, so here's another question. Um, okay, so I made this claim and I found out that uh, there's actually like a general like consensus around it. I feel like golf is extremely addicting for the same reason. It's like, there's such a high skill ceiling to it. Mm-hmm. Like, like in terms of like, you know, you may disagree with me. I feel like when it comes to chess, right? Chess has like a limited number of like, like in the end, it's like, sure, there's an like infinitesimally large number of plays you can make. But in golf, it's like, you can never master it. Every round or driving session makes you want to come back and improve. And like, as you said, you want to come back, socialize and exercise. And what are your thoughts? Do you think golf is addicting or is it the type of sport that drives people away? That's why no one plays it. No, golf is definitely addicting. And I think part of the reason why is that, or not necessarily on courses, but in, on, in the range, on ranges, right? Because the, you're, when you practice, you're, there's, you, the main increment is by like every ball you hit, right? And, you know, you might hit a ball and it goes terribly wrong. So you're like, hey, just, just one more, one more hit 
maybe I'll do good on the next swing. And then you keep taking swings. And I think that's why it's addicting, right? Because you keep thinking that, hey, next the next swing will be better, right? Maybe this one was bad or this one, or you, you always come up with excuses and reasons why that went wrong. Like, hey, I'll keep my left arm straighter, right? I won't pivot my right foot as much next swing. And that's what gets addicting. Like you just, you just keep thinking one more ball, how hard could it be, right? And then that just keeps you there for hours. It's like a, it's like a positive form of gambling. Like, yeah. Okay. Like, okay. This one, this is going to be the one. This is going to be really good. Yeah. Um, so do you have any, uh, anything you'd like to ask, like any topic you'd like to propose or question you'd like to ask for golf? Uh, mm -hmm. Well, I'd like to ask you, like, mm -hmm. what do you, what, what iron or what clubs do you carry in your set? Like what's your daily set of clubs? Oh, I gotta remember this. So I have, okay, so what I, so I'll give you what I have. So I own um, a putter, like uh, an iron set from a few years ago, mm -hmm. um, and then a hybrid three wood, five wood, and a driver. Of mm -hmm. those, the ones that I use, that I do not use, um, would be three wood, five wood, and probably my five iron. Um, mm. And yeah, five, yeah, I think five and five iron is probably the one I use, mm -hmm. don't use. I like to, I like to carry a diverse set of clubs um, just because I don't know, I'm weird. I can't really control my swing. So I only have, like, I have four swings. I have like a quarter swing, like half, and then I have like full up here and that's it. Like I can't do any more distances. Mm -hmm. Instead of adjusting my distance, I have, I pretty much like adapted to using different clubs. Um, mm -hmm. for that. That's my thing. Yeah, and you've you've mentioned many times before that your your hybrid is your most admired or most like yes. your favorite club. Yeah. So do you use it whenever you can? Pretty much. Uh, I prefer <laughs> it's a bit more lightweight. Um, the driver to me feels a bit like hard to control. It's way too hard to control, and I think a lot mm -hmm. of it comes with the fact that it has such a big head. Uh, mm -hmm. But obviously, that's the reason why it goes far. And then you have your irons, which are you know suffering from the opposite thing, which is like you know they're relatively like lighter weight can't generate as much like um force onto it and i think the hybrid is a good balance with that for my hybrid at least i haven't really tried i think i've tried your hybrid nishesh's hybrid but i think hybrids for me are like just for the fact that it's lightweight but still gives you a good amount of distance and the noise mm -hmm. dude. golf noises are the best i'm gonna yeah. put it out there. especially tailor-made clubs right like you can just the t the sound of a tailor-made driver smacking a golf ball at the range is so distinct right and especially when darren hits one oh yeah right? your ears are like ringing for the next few minutes it's really loud and and actually funny that you mentioned how your hybrid is has like the iron head and like it's it's relatively larger than your irons it's the the um iron is actually like one of the heaviest clubs right or no sorry the hybrid is actually one of the most exp or heaviest clubs right because it's because the concept of a hybrid came when it's like a hybrid between irons and woods, right? So it's still made of metal, made of like solid metal, or they usually solid aluminum or something that the irons are made out of. And then fair, or when woods are, uh, this is going to be hard to explain for the audience, but woods are those like large, you know, the rear side is really curved and they're the longest and largest clubs out there. And oftentimes with drivers and in longer woods, these are hollow, right? And they're mainly focused on speed rather than weight. 
Really? Right, so though the hybrid is shaped like a wood, it's as heavy as an iron, and that's where it gets all of its weight, right? And if you think about it, you're swinging this big, heavy club. It has much more momentum. That's what gets that distance, right? It's like that. It's like the best of both worlds, in that sense. I've actually, I actually, I had it completely wrong in that case. I didn't know that. It's actually mm -hmm. really cool. Because it feels like an iron, but it swings like it. It would. Yeah, I think so. I think that's what it is. I'm thinking like, yeah, wow, that's actually pretty cool. Wait, what about you? What's your favorite club in that case? Me? Yeah. Oh, I hate hybrids. Oh yeah, I know that. <laughs> I, 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 at <laughs> I this point, one. I don't even carry any woods or hybrids in my set anymore. Really? I just can't. Cause at that point, it just makes more sense for me to lay up and you know use like a seven iron and then chip it onto the green. True. Right, I just can't hit a fairway wood at all. I can hit a driver on the fairway, but not a fairway wood. Wood. It actually reminds me of the um, this one time at Calipe. There's this weird long par five on, I think it's the back nine. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure you played this too, where it goes like uh, 300 yards straight and then it dog legs right for like another 200 yards. Oh yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, and then there's this um, bunker right dead straight if you go far yeah. enough. So I hit a driver. It was a beautiful swing, right? And it got caught on the, I'm not sure if bunkers have fringes, if that's what they're called, but it caught, caught on the edge of the bunker, right? It wasn't in the bunker. It was about to roll in, but it was like on the edge of oh. the cliff, per se. So I took that opportunity and I was like, hey, screw this. I, I hit a perfect drive, you know, a good 250, 260 yards. What if I drive it again? <laughs> Aim for the green, drive it again. Worst case scenario, it's gonna go out. It's gonna go into the lake or something. But I can take a drop and those, and taking two swings and having the ball land right next to the putting green is probably mm. better for me than whatever I'm gonna do right now. Yeah. So I took out my driver, and it's weird because I was uh, standing in the bunker when I hit that shot. Oh God. I hit the shot off of the the the. Uh, rough while being in the bunker and i remember i just let it rip because mm -hmm. i didn't care about accuracy i didn't care about you know making sure my next shot was you know capable of or my next shot was possible mm -hmm. right i just let it rip and i i fell <laughs> right because i was in sand i fell i lost my balance and i just fell but I, I remember it felt good it felt solid right so i'm now i'm here like not knowing where my ball went Right, I stood up. Uh, Connor, uh -huh. Connor is walking, walking towards the green with his bag, and he's just about to cross me. And he's like, "Yo, it's on the green, dog." <laughs> and so, par five, par five, I was on the green in two. Hell yeah! And then I two putted, and I think I was it was a birdie. That was my first birdie in Calipe, I think. So that was pure luck, but just goes to show miracles do happen in golf. Hundred percent. Oh, for those, uh, for people who don't know, a bunker or a, a bunker is like a, a hole in the ground filled with sand. It has like special rules and uh, yeah, because the bunkers sand. are, yeah, it's the thing that Keshav has a pretty hard time getting out of. Oh god, <laughs> on the court. These stories, there are too many stories. Cried. I think I've, I, there's bunkers are the closest thing to like a mental torture I've been exposed to, dude. I, yeah. I like, you know, I'm sitting there like lining up. Mm -hmm. I got like, you know, number hole hole one on Fremont Park, hole one on Fremont Park. That oh. bunker on the left. 
Mm-hmm. Oh my god. I think that's the perfect description for a bunker. What? It's a tumor on the course. Oh yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's like a reverse tumor. It's a uh-huh. And the thing about bunkers is that some of them are really good and some of them are really bad. Oh. Right? Like Mission Hills bunkers are amazing because they're so shallow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can put it out of the bunker. But then Calipe. I'm not sure if we're allowed to curse, but it's a four-letter yeah, word that starts with a B. Okay. Calipe bunkers are the worst ever, right? Because they're just deep and closer to the top, they curve in a bit, right? So you can hit a shot in the bunker. And even if you like, even if you um, top it off or even if you like top it, right? And then it goes dead straight, it'll like slide up the bunker and then it'll make this weird rotation and then it'll come and land back in the exact same fucking spot. <laughs> it's depressing because like everyone like half the people know exactly what happened and the other half are like oh did you swing it I'm like yes <laughs> it just landed in the same spot <laughs> this is exactly the case with um i think it's the bunker on hole nine at calipe the front the front nine. Oh no 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 don't remind me i was at okay i was oh. literally so i was at 51 51 hole yeah. nine landed in the bunker I was and like, it's a par five too, so double this, par will give you ten. Yeah, this is the first time I'm playing over there. I was at fifty-one before the hole started. I hit it, got it on the fairway, hit it again, straight into the bunker, and I was like, "This can't be too bad." I double parred in them. I never got out of the bunker. I was just, just in there. <laughs> it just kept coming back, coming back, coming back. Legend my dad was watching me. Trophy one is still in the bunker somewhere. My dad was watching me too. He was right there. He was like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> It's, and that's the only hole he saw. He didn't see any other hole, just that one. And now he thinks I'm bad at golf. No, that one's a bitch because it's not just that one bunker. The green is literally an island in a bunker, right? Yeah. And you can hit it out of a bunker, but then it's just going to roll into the other one on the other side. Exactly. And now you're going back and forth between bunkers. Okay, you know what? This is this is something that I think we need to talk about. How much an individual course management, like how the like that, how the course people manage their course can affect your game. Like, can you like Mission Hills bunkers? Like, sure they're shallow, but they're also like the sand is pretty much always super soft. Like, it's mm-hmm. pretty easy to get it out of there. You go to Fremont Park. Fremont Park has like this rock solid, like grand, like half concrete mix that they've created over there, and it's like even. Little thing that's like just that, a bunker. Though. That's just a bunker. Some of the grass, there is no grass, it's just <laughs> soil. Yeah, hole eight is just like it's hole just eight. brown completely. There is no green. <laughs> Dude. Um, Fremont Park is. I remember when Fremont Park, Christian, how, how often, okay, how long have you guys been playing golf? Mm, since second grade for a year or two, and then I just stopped playing until until freshman year in high school. Since sophomore year when I yellowed it. Around just joining a golf team. I'm not sure if it was you or Jared, but I remember on um, hole nine at uh, Mission Hills, you hit it with a driver, and you were on the green. Oh yeah, that was me. (laughs) (laughs) It was Keisha's driver. I remember this. Mr. Winter was like, "What are you doing?" (laughs) But it worked. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, um, course management and um, maintenance definitely definitely affects the directly affects the number of people who like want to actually play there 
right? Like, one of if a course is messy, right? It doesn't matter if, if the green or if the fairways are you know well cut, but if it's messy, if there's like lots of bark and stuff on it, it's just really hard to find your ball. Yeah. Right. And when it's hard to find your ball, you play much slower. And when you play much slower, the course can't get as many people on there. So it definitely needs, like, if if it's not well maintained, it's just going to spiral out of control, right? They're not going to be they're not going to be earning nearly as much money as they were before. And because they're not earning much money, they can't they can't invest much into maintenance, yeah. right? And that's why real investments or real capital is needed to serve as a catalyst for success. So talking about earning money, do you what's your guys' opinion on on carts? Like should we be paying thirty dollars an hour for them? Is that appropriate? Like as in like when we go on our own or as in when you when we're with the school? Whenever like if you wanna get a cart, they're so expensive. I remember I think there was this one up like I think we went driving my family. We went up two hours and over there we wanted a cart. They were charging thirty dollars an hour for the cart. Mm-hmm. That's, that's funny you say that like by hour I've, I've never been charged per hour I've always yeah. been charged you know for the game yeah that that course is just weird I don't know what's wrong with it but mm-hmm. still even if you get charged per game it's still so expensive it is I mean it really depends on the course like here at Fremont Park the course is so bad you could probably get it for like 10-15 dollars I'm not sure how much but closer to that but then if you go to like Torrey Pines or someplace it's, it might cost you hundreds yeah so like what's your opinion on that like should it be that expensive Hmm. okay so should it be expensive should it be no i don't in my mind the cheaper you make golf that's why okay so like this kind of goes to my stance of like i argued with darren about this he's like oh fremont park is trash sure it's a trash course but the fact that it's so dirt cheap allows like for a quick and dirty practice facility Mm -hmm. it's like because of our, our yeah because of like the pricing there uh, in terms of just raw, like, ball. so hold on, let me reset. I would like for the carts to be cheaper for the sole reason that just like Fremont Park, where the balls there are cheaper, it allows more people to access the game. When I was younger, there's no way I was able to like walk and like carry my bag the entire That's course. true. That's that impossible. However, I understand for certain places why it's expensive. Um, and sometimes they make it unnecessarily excessive. Like I went to a golf course, I think it's like called Coyote Creek or something. It got burned in the fires. Um, but they they charge like $50 per cart. Uh, for, it was a driver, it was a like an automotive cart though. For the sole reason that they had a GPS in there. So you could tell which one <laughs> you were on. Like, I'll just read the sign at that point. So we have phones. Yeah, or like the golf smartwatch. So mm-hmm. I don't think it should be expensive. And I'm 100 percent sure that they're overcharging us for it. Mm-hmm. And it's it's weird that they 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 price them so high because like when more people have carts, you know, the game moves much quicker, right? I remember that um, we were playing with uh, Winnegar one time. I think it was a practice round, and we were just moving so slowly, right? We were like a couple hours in, and like we were we weren't even halfway through uh, nine holes, yeah. and Winnegar came along. Right. And he just started helping us with this cart. And like we finished the rest of that course in, within like an hour, half an hour. Mm. Right. Just because it's much easier to get to your ball. The actual act of swinging takes like a minute, maybe two. Right. So if you're able to travel to your ball, that makes it much quicker. And if when courses realize that, hey, if we 
lend these cards out more um, more generously, right? People are going to be playing quicker, and that's only more business for them, right? More people are able to play at the same on the same day, and more people want to go to that course because they're able to get a card for relatively cheaper. Shush, what about you? Yeah, I think cards are certainly overpriced, and. I think their excuse has always been, oh, we don't get that many customers, so we have to charge so much for these cards. It's our only source of income. It's it's kind of hypocritical, as Chris said, because if they didn't charge so much, people would get them and get done faster, and then tea times would be much closer instead of having to be spaced out so much. So that's my stance on it. And Chris, actually, like I was literally about to say that, and then Chris just stole my idea somehow. <laughs> Yeah. Golf is gatekeeped a lot, I feel. Like, I know, like, to some degree, it's, like, not not by the people, but more of, like, the financial thing. Like, it's a self-fulfilling cycle of, like, like, because it's so expensive to get into golf, either, one, people don't stick with it, or, two, they just straight up can't get into it. And then because of that, like, all the facilities have to jack up their prices even higher because it's, like, well, you know, somehow we've got to make a profit off of this. And it just feeds into itself, which is, like, a real unfortunate thing. I don't think we can do anything about it, though. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think this is like my last topic, then we can go, you know, if anyone has anything else. Okay. Can we talk about golf dress code? Golf oh, dress no. code. Thoughts on golf dress code. I was like, yeah, just, just general thoughts on dress code. I mean, I know that there's a huge variation in how, how clubs and courses treat dress codes, right? Depending on where you go. Like Fremont Park doesn't care what you wear, right? Like I can go in my PJs and no one will notice, Yeah. right? But other clubs like um, Calipe is pretty strict, right? And especially country clubs. Well, with country clubs, it's like, you know, dress up properly or you're not even allowed on, on the on the course. But in general, I think that it's like it's like a school uniform, right? Like they're not there because they actually help you with much it just puts you in or like actually now that i think about it the school uniforms were introduced because you know they add uniformity you know hence the name uniforms and then they also add a sense of of they in like mentally they help you distinguish what you're doing now from what you usually do yeah. right like i don't know if you guys have ever like if you've ever had people prepare you for the sat or like some ap class and they're all like hey either wear the most comfortable thing ever or wear like something formal, mm -hmm. right? Because when you wear something formal, you you get into the mindset that, hey, I'm about to do something, right? Something formal is about to happen, something unique or something different that I don't usually do, right? It prepares you mentally for what's about to come. And I think that's what really justifies the use of uniforms in golf, right? Because when you, or not uniforms, but dress codes in golf, like when you wear, you know, a polo and, and uh, proper dress shorts and and you know a golf hat or something like that you really get into that mind into that golfing mindset and it helps you play golf much better than usual yeah. Yeah, i actually uh i really like the day like on game days i really enjoy like putting on like my like my, my shirt mm -hmm. and whatnot coming with my there's a sense of pride it is it is like not just from the school but like as you said, it does add a greater significance to the event. And it's like, 
know, at first, you know, we used to get annoyed. We're like, oh, we can't wear jeans. Like, even this year, I'm pretty sure we're like, mm-hmm. oh, we can't wear jeans to practice or something. But even with that, like, once you start, like, bounce look around, like, okay, today's a golf day, can't wear jeans, it's, it, it feels good. It's, it's, like, one of those things that distinguishes golf from the other sports, I feel, which is, like, mm-hmm. it's, I think golf is unabashedly, like, meant to be, like, hey, if you come here, we hold you to a, you, we hold you to a basic standard, but the mm-hmm. rest of it is you driving yourself. You have to hold yourself to those mm-hmm. standards. I think it's pretty good. And it's very good at teaching you discipline, I feel. <laughs> and, and speaking of of uh, team rules and whatnot, like, you know, no, not wearing jeans and stuff like that, uh, Winnegar, or our golf coach, is relatively lenient with what we wear yeah. and what we do, right? Like, remember that one day we showed up, the three of us, and uh, I think it was Mission or Washington. Their coach had people running laps Oh yeah, of the range, for and that was just that was a uh, reality check for us. That hey, you know, our coaches we got one of the good ones. Yeah, <laughs> right. It could have been much worse. Right. We got into golf for fun, but it's not necessarily that with other with other. Oh, sports. and we should let the audience know that that day, that kid was like five minutes late, and the coach had him running laps. And our coach, our coach was still show. at school. <laughs> he didn't even show up. That day. <laughs> Yeah, was, he didn't. Uh, his email was. Wait, why didn't broken. he show up? Did he like ever get broken? Apparently, he sent us an email, and then we asked him, "You want to like give us your text or something?" He's like, "No, why would I do that?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he was kind of like one of us. He really fit in with us, so mm-hmm. that was a good thing. Oh, I think one of the reasons, or like, he was going through an interesting time. He was driving this rundown van. Oh yeah. With, like keyed up paintwork and everything uh, and another day he came in in his wrx yeah. i didn't even know he was in an accident but yeah it's interesting golf is fun it is fun yeah god dude can you imagine if like us being dude, the number of times i've been late to practice <laughs> like I, had to, I have to run down it like, was that it was like a mile it's like a mile down right or not a mile oh like back uh, back. i mean it's it's around 500 yards isn't it? What did we cal- we calculated this right? How long? It's five hundred. Well, the range. Like, think about it, right? It's oh, probably yeah, five hundred yards long. Yeah. So thousand yards there and back. That's three thousand feet. That's yeah. That's what two thirds or three fifths of a mile. It's a kilometer. Yeah, it's a. Kilometer. <laughs> it's a One thousand yards is a kilometer. Let's go. Look at us. Genius. Physics. Yeah. Metric system. <laughs> I, know, I was about to say, what's 1,000 yards in Celsius? <laughs> All right. Um, that's it for me. Do you guys have anything you want to bring up? Or... I don't know. It's been a while since we got the gang together. It has been. The golf group. Yeah. Is, um, uh, what's that place? Top Golf. They're opening a location in San Jose, aren't they? Yes. I'm excited. Is that open I'm... yet? I don't know. And I'm super Because I checked last year and it was closed. Or like Wait, it was still. Here? This year we were supposed to use the the Mission Hills driving range. Oh, the Mission Hills driving range is amazing. Really? Oh yeah. Yeah, we were gonna practice there. It's Wait, didn't you months. didn't you go there for uh, my birthday? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. It was. I amazing. didn't come that day. I don't think I came. Mm. Really? Oh, let's talk about Darren gate crashing. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, dude, that's so funny. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, anyone want to tell the story? 
you can start us off with the setting and I'll, I can say whatever. Okay, so um, for my birthday, I wasn't, I just invited everyone for a round of golf at Mission Hills and not necess- not just the uh, uh, people who play golf, right? I, I invited people like, you know, Vonch and Harshi and, and, and Navi, <laughs> right? People who haven't ever held a golf club before. So I just wanted them to realize that, hey, this is this does require skill, but at the end of the day, you know, it's a real learning experience for all of us. And it's it's something where we can all have fun. And we did have fun for the most part. Uh, I don't think Naveen was able to hit a golf ball, but <laughs> but after after playing the nine holes, it was relatively short, probably a couple hours. We went to the range and took everyone there. Or no, wait, I'm explaining I'm explaining the Darren story, right? Right, so I believe this was hole four or five. Uh, Keshav gets gets a text from Darren, like, "Hey, I'm I'm almost there," and I'm like, well, "Why are you getting a text from Darren?" And then Darren shows up half high, right? He's yeah. running towards us with like his seven iron in hand, like I, I, like he looks like he's about to murder us all. He's he comes in and his mouth is like filled with some tissue paper, and apparently he just had some sort of uh, tooth surgery. Right, and he was still under like the um, anesthesia or something like that, and he takes this first, like he just shows up, right? No one's, we're all, we're, we're all just shocked. Like, what are you doing here? How'd you get here? Who told you, right? And so he get crashed. I was like, I was shocked, but I was like, fine. I was happy, right? Like, hey, more people, I guess. So I was fine with it. So we let him take a swing at on uh, hole four. It spliced so hard. I'm pretty sure he hit the gas station across the street. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he shows up, he hits terribly, and then I, I'm pretty sure he just left after that after mm-hmm. that hole, right? He just left, and it was just weird. Like, hey, you're here now. At least spend some time with us. But he's like, nah, I'm, I'm going to leave. But that's definitely an experience that's, that I'm going to remember for, like, ever. Yeah. Darren just gate-crashing the party. You know the reason Darren was happy I joined golf was yeah. because he thought I would be better than Krish. <laughs> like, that was the only reason. He was like, I'm going to make you better than Krish. Dude, I don't know. And then once he saw I had no potential, he just like gave up. <laughs> just gave up. <laughs> and, and then he tried Jared next year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dude, every year he's finding fun. I hope they go back in time for season though, dude. I you mm-hmm. know the only they should just I've like played resume the season. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so this has kind of been the golf episode with uh, two of the members of the uh, boys varsity golf team uh, for American High School. We're really uh... oh. <laughs> Sorry, varsity golf makes me laugh every time. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, I like this. Uh, Krishna Shesh, if you want to come back on, let me know. And uh, I think a cool idea would be to get everyone on, see uh, see what else they can. Mostly Darren. I want to get Darren on here somehow. That'd be so funny. Yeah, I think you would just not talk. Like, you'd just be there sil- silent the whole time. Possibly. All right. He'd say something like, how much you how much you want to bet I can hit this golf ball and land it in Keshav's backyard? Yeah. From my house. <laughs> I don't know how he's gonna do it somehow. Right? He's gonna get it done. Wait, so what were we talking about?